Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. Uh, Mickey Arm or Ben Lomas, and with me always, the one only Duruk Jai Singer. Hello, Ben Lomas. That is the type of energy that I love hearing in a stage four lockdown. And also it is exciting because we have a wonderful guest, a guest that I genuinely, genuinely have been meaning to get since I reckon episode four. Please welcome from the Team Effort podcast. Who cares about any of his other credits? <laughs> like, have you been paying attention? Thank God you're here. Get but this. it's all about the Team Effort don't podcast. Fi- don't forget get Ed. This. Get this. Of yeah. course. How could I forget get this? Please welcome Ed Cavalli. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Yes, Great to be here. So Plenty much. to discuss. There's Plenty to discuss. So much beauty to talk about, first of all. I love that you, because you're about to record your uh, uh, drive show that you have with uh, yeah. former guest, Thanks. Dave. He was a good friend of yes. ours. Uh, yes. My, so squash buddy. My squash buddy. Yeah, Ben's oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, 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 your squash yeah. buddy. Again, so many topics to cover. But I love that you're in that professional studio. And we've got Ben with the, in the laundromat with underwears in the background <laughs> and my with Sri Lankan flag in the background. It's all but I re- Do you know what, though? But, Ben, your acoustically, yours is the best because it's got the most uh, diffusion with all of the clothes. And you're right, Ed. And I've made it, I've even taken it up to another level because I've got the clothes above me and I've also got two kid mattresses on either side. Yeah, but that, that's, that's <laughs> totally acceptable these days. You can see just out of out of my shot, this is a, a blanket that I put over a thing and then I've got, a, I've got another blanket on a door here and I've got another... I've got a mat that I put over a whiteboard, but it, it's you know this is this is where we're at now. You know, I remember watching uh, the the One Direction documentary when the band was massive, and they quickly you know they get out a doco to sort of capitalise. And there was one bit, you know, it's always in the cracks where you see what it's actually like to be in one of these things. And there was one really telling bit where they're doing all the sort of you know waving out of windows, oh we can't go to shops, and you get that sense of the sort of of the whole thing. Anyway, there's one bit where they're on tour in, I believe, I think Europe, I might be wrong, but they're asleep after a show. They've, you know, just nailed it in Copenhagen and they're on the bus and they're trying to go to the next thing and they, they're they waking up Zane and Niall and saying, come on, come on, no, no, come on, come on. And as they're driving to the next town, they've set up a little booth on the tour bus with mattresses everywhere, just at the back of it, one little room where they're recording the next album. Oh, what? what? In the bus? Yeah, yeah. Productivity. Partly in the laying down vocals in the bus on tour for the current album. I mean, I mean, you're saving a lot of cash doing it that way. Let's, let's well, that's the whole point. And then this is the whole, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's only a real innovation. Like, technically, it's, you know, it's got some okay things. Like, the Disney, the Mandalorian's got more uh, technical innovations than the Marvel Universe has had in 15 years. Yeah. If you watch the making of The Mandalorian, once again, Industrial Light and Magic's way out in front. But um, the thing that they have worked out is a business model, which is well, why would we do one sequel every two years when we could do two sequels every one year? And by shooting them that way, it's just through the repetition of it that you sort of drummed it into the audience that they have to keep going to these movies. Yeah, because this is like one of the first years we haven't had a Marvel film. Did we even have one at all? It was meant to be, I think, Black Widow, and that's not happening. No. And so that's their their innovation. It's, It's the quickness of making them. But then again, do you worry, like, I mean, you're, you're such a productive person. And, well, I kind of keep count of the podcasts that you have on an ongoing basis. But do you ever, like, you go, um, like, is there ever a big thing where you're focusing 
on one thing ends up being something that you like you can just put all your energy into or do you like spreading yourself a bit more uh, I think it's in focus in moments. So um, you got to remember that I am a so punishingly dull individual. I have almost no <laughs> vices. You know, I don't, I don't, right. dr- I don't drink. I don't. I eat the same thing every day. Almost, I wear the same thing every day. And Steve you know, Jobs of podcasting. Yeah, basically, and so, so I work with my, you know, I got my beautiful son, my three-year-old, and my wife, and and my radio show, which I love, and have been paying attention. But there are hours, and I just am, am someone who. I guess my uh, comfort is productivity. Um, that's my my right it's, control. Yes. It's like you've got some sort Total. of finite rules, like finite rules to follow in this particular moment. Yeah, or just time that, like, you know, I I, I respect people who who just bang it out, and and obviously there are people who take you know twenty years to come up with something and it's genius. I don't really have that luxury, so right. you know, it's 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 quantity over quality in some ways. But it is just about if you've got an idea. Um, you might as well do it. So right. at, the, at the moment, and he, if he hears this, I'm in trouble. But we were on air with Dave and I, Husey and I, the other week, and um, I said that I was going to write a novel just as a joke. And mm. he said, well, you can't do that. And I thought, well, fuck you. <laughs> so secretly over the past two lockdowns, um, I've written a detective novel. And I'm only because I want the moment where I say, you know, he still couldn't write the novel. And I go, yeah. yeah. And then I go, fucking slap it on the desk. And I go, what are you this? <laughs> do you want us to cut this bit out and then put it on afterwards so that he doesn't even go back to me? No, that's okay. <laughs> no, he won't. He, he won't. If he hears it, he hears it. But, and, um, yeah. or we got drive has always, sorry, Ben, has always been excited to me because, uh, like you, um, even when can people know this about, um, I mean, I know this about Get This and how that came about. Uh, can you tell people about the backstory? Like, where were you at your time at the moment? At that moment? Oh, uh, so when I got the, so I was a street team. I was someone who drove the cars. Many, you know, I was a promotional vehicles guy. I was doing improv in Sydney, and I just finished it at uni. And I met Tony at a party for um, Mick Malloy's film Boytown because I was a reader at auditions because I couldn't get an agent. I wanted to be an actor, but I was, wasn't very good. And I couldn't get an agent, so I was the reader at auditions. And I was doing the reading for Mick Malloy's film, and Mick or someone on the other side heard me and said, that guy's got okay time and give him an audition. And I met Josh Lawson, you know, one of my closest friends, ended up in this film together. And at the party for um, Boytown, um, I, I met Tony, who was, of course, one of my heroes. And I, he said to me, I said, I work in a video shop back when there was such a thing. And he said immediately, what's your favorite film? And I was, I was 23 or 24 at the time. And I said, With Mal and I, which is the British mm. comedy from 1981, which is not normally what people would say yeah. at, of that age. And I could just see in something that sort of lit up in his eyes and we got chatting. And I told him I was a panel operator. I wasn't. I did a pilot. <laughs> I deleted some audio for football. Um, and But then, you know, he said to me, just do you want to be co-host instead? And so that was it. You know, I hadn't earned it in any way, you know, but there I was. And also, were you, were so, you, right? sorry, so Ed, I, I love that. And I, I've heard of that story before because I grew up with Tony and Mick as well. And they were yeah. the two people I was more nervous about meeting oh, in, yeah. in the entertainment industry at all. And I love that because get this was one, like for people that don't know, it was probably one of the first podcasts. It was on radio, but then it sort of came well, out as well. But it's one of the well, first well, podcasts in Australia. Well, Tony, Tony, 2007, and he, he deserves credit for this, is Tony was onto it in 2007. So we would first, the first one the, to get this podcast, and you can still find them. I think if you go to the Sizzletown YouTube channel. Yeah, they're all channel, there. They're up. Okay, they're all there. Yeah. Okay, I've, I've, so, been, I've got the MP3s illegally. Oh, there you go. <laughs> people need, if people need them. So what would happen was Tony said to me one day, Matt Dower, who does all of Tony's production, who's a category one genius, he said, um, 
he said to Tony one day, "Oh, look, we're doing this podcast thing." And Tony said, "What is it?" And they sat down in an out in a you know studio. And Tony realized, and I remember him saying to me excitedly, "When Tony gets excited, he would he would sort of hop from foot to foot and chew on his on his pen." And um, he was sort of hopping foot to foot and chewing on his pen. And Richard was there, and he said, "Oh, I think I think I think this podcast thing. I think that, I think what it actually could be if we spend some time on it, then they're actually like releasing a comedy album every couple of days." Yeah, and so Tony would go back, and you know, this is what this as Tony has want to do, and he was taking out syllables, he was moving things from here to there. So what you're hearing in the Get This podcast is it is the radio show, but it's also a curation mm. of of uh, you know what people mainly do now, which is record a pod and then go back and do it. And that was in 2007 yeah. that he had that he that he cottoned on to that. Um, and sadly, we didn't keep doing it and receive a hundred million dollars like Joe Rogan. But, <laughs> but, but how many years did you end up doing it? How many years? Uh, two. It was two. It was two years. Was- yeah. We just, it was two. It was, I always say if I was me now, we could probably still be on air because the thing that eventually kind of made it hard for us was that tension between a show that was inside the tent whilst being outside the tent yeah. and Tony having to deal with all the management stuff and all the other things like that, which, you know, I think wasn't something that he loved to do. Tony's a, you know, he's a craftsman. He wants to work on the comedy. He doesn't want to sit around having meetings about demographics. But I was a street team. I had no idea. If I was me now, I possibly could have had some. But things work out the way they're meant to work out. Tony's gone on to do, you know, so many fantastic things. And I've been lucky enough to still work with him on as things as we know and yep. and, and be able to go and, you know, do talk nonsense with Dave of an afternoon, which yeah. I love. I think my favourite moment, get this, is I was working at council and I just started doing comedy and I was trying to find a way to get out of council. And the only way to get me through the day was to listen to get this. So I would have to meet all these developers on site. So I would time it when you guys moved to the afternoon. And so I would drive knowing that it would take me 45 minutes to get there and I'd be able to right. listen to it. And I remember uh, once I went to meet one developer and then we get there and he goes, oh, he goes, why do we always meet at three o'clock? I was like, oh, why is that an issue? And he goes, no, it's great for me because I listen to uh, Tony Martin. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did you do at council? So I was I was a town planner and then I became a strategic planner and then Whoa. I was writing uh, policy for government. So, so what's the best, It went, what's the gold standard of large city for town planners well uh, i think i know what you're gonna so, say so I'm, gonna... I'm just gonna think about it. if you want to if you, if you if you froth over town planning you want to get yourself uh, into doing a structure plan uh that oh. that's that's the sort of state level you work with local government right, right, level right. but Jeez. if you're a diehard football fan every second football player uh, football player becomes a developer and then right. you'll end up having meetings and then talking about townhouses but really you talk about 40 for 45 minutes so that's <laughs> okay and so it's just like can we put some townhouses up yes we can yeah. anyway but, how about but you used days? to get, I used to get beaten to death because you can have all these beliefs about going, oh, I want to save the environment and I want yeah. community spirit, but you just end up in the courts with developers going, we're not going to give you that. And that's pretty much the job. Right. And so your job is, so developers know that they're not going to get 30 stories, so but they just say it so that they can get, oh, I guess we'll take 22. Yeah. Yeah. So they always come in. They always just, but right. I remember once I got kicked out of a meeting because there was this developer who wanted to put 14 townhouses on what was the smallest block of land I'd ever seen. And then he showed us the plans. And then in the meeting, he's like, look, there's ample bedrooms. And the bedrooms were two metres by two metres, right? And in the meeting, <laughs> in the meeting, I said, you've got to be joking. You can't, like two metres by two metres is not big enough. He goes, hang on. 
they've got a built-in wardrobe. And I say in a meeting with people, I go, yeah. So when they wake up, they can hang themselves in the clutch oven. Oh. It's, like, it's time for you to leave, man. It's time for you. Wow. Yeah, it's probably, it probably time for you to leave. Like that's you know what I mean. Industry. Like it was that just industry, Morgan. Yeah. Like I'm out. I'm um, out. I'm out. So yeah. I um I lived in a, a house once. Been back in my non uh, not not enough money days, where it was I think eight bedrooms or something like that in this tiny house in North Melbourne, like this little square wow. near the courthouse. I think the name of the yeah, pub yeah, was. Yeah. Um, and the way the room was, uh, the way the setup was, we realized that at some point this used to be a brothel. Because yeah. every yes. room was small enough for one bedroom, uh, yes. one bed, and a sink. So yes. there was a sink yes. and a bedroom. So I, uh, yes. I had six months living in a brothel. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, do you know that actually you, I, I was a town planner once. I got an application for, wait for it, an adult entertainment facility. And I was like, mm. oh, here we go. And they were like, oh, it's like a strip club, which was permissible, but brothels weren't. And I was like, went oh. up there, and then they said they had, it was like in an old warehouse, and then they decked it out as private rooms. And I'm like, when, when I, I don't know much about strip clubs, but when was it just private rooms? Yeah. And then I remember tricking the guy in there. I was like, he goes, yeah, and then the lady takes out. Uh, tricking. Did, use, good use of words. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Talk yeah. about changing your your trade. But, hang on, I'm, hang on. Go, yeah, so what are you saying? <laughs> but then he, like, he brought, and I was like, I was trying to like just go, just, just admit it's a brothel. He's like, no, no, mate. And so they come in here. I was like, yeah, they've got a bit of room. They can do some dancing. And he's like, yeah. And then they can lay down on the bed. He's like, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, gotcha, mate. And, did gotcha. You, and you said no? No, nah, proof. It gave it the green light. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The red light. <laughs> like, that's so fun. What a fun – I love that job. I, I would love to walk around with people as they – But it was it was to... the weirdest like, – because all I wanted to do was comedy. Like like you. Like, it's that same thing where you're just like, you want to get out of what you're doing. It just takes right. time. Dill's the same. It took me a couple of years to get out of accounting to be able to do what you love. And that's why I agree with, like, Dill. It's like you're – like, I never understood. I Like, when I first heard you on radio with Tony, I was like, my first thing was, how did he do this? How did yeah. he get here? And then before you know it, you're on. You're with Working Dog and you're on Thank God You're Here and off you went. No, I know. And, and there is a, you know, there is a something that I've always been acutely aware of in that, you know, people say they fell into things and I never used to believe them. But, you know, I really did. I was doing improv at uni, which was great, but I really, really did meet two sets of people very quickly yeah. that um, I got I mean, know, intensely lucky. Um, yeah, I, I, I heard a, a saying that resonates with me in this moment, which is that, you know, it might be luck, but it's not an accident. Do you know what I mean? You did yeah. all the and efforts once you, you can start, to get to that yeah. point. You know, why were you at that you, party? Because you, no, I you know. know, I know. But, you, but once you start, I mean, you too, weren't you've invited, got to go and, but, you know. No, exactly right. <laughs> once you start, you've got to, you know, well, then it's on you. And also, once you don't there, take, it's on you. And you don't take the foot off the pedal. And that's, that's the kind of drive it's, it, I find quite, you know, interesting. Was that something you've always had since you were a kid? Like yeah, did you do sports yeah, and stuff as a you know, yeah sports? But I was I was I was a worker, so I had a you know I, I just had I just had that thing in that people have in them that they have to go and work and contribute, you know. And so I I was like that. I would just had jobs from sort of the age of ten till. Oh really? What, what know, was your I, first I used, job? Um, I took a. We used to go um, on the weekends. I would get a bucket and water and sponges and detergent, and there was a um, like a a car park next next to a Westfield near where I near where I lived. And when people parked their cars to go into the Westfield, I would say, "I'll wash your car while you're 
in the Westfield for like six dollars, and and wow. people would say yes or no, and then um, yeah, and then I would sort of do that, and then I got a job um, on Tuesday nights um, and Saturday on Sunday mornings, refilling the fridges at the local milk bar, and and you're like ten eleven at this point. Yeah, and then I got the job at the video store when I was fourteen, and then I just stayed there, and then yeah. and I used to sell ice creams at the um at the football stadium in Sydney and um, and the cricket ground at, at concerts and at, at sporting events. And yeah. so sometimes you'll see, you know, on Fox Sports at the moment, they're showing a lot of old 90s cricket games yeah, and, and football games and stuff like that. And I always turn on and watch. And because the outfit I know, this, this the stripy streets outfit, I know I'm going to see myself at some point at, or someone or one of my friends yeah. from, from that. Yeah. Did, did so, you stand out as a tall kid back then as well? So you would, No, you I grew over 10. I was at year, in, from year 10 to year 11. Uh, I was yeah. short, I, and then I came back in year eleven, and I was the you know second tallest bloke in my year. It was a, just a bizarre. Yeah, that was. And I had another yeah. growth spurt when I was twenty-one, which was very strange. Oh, um, really? Twenty-one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or twenty or twenty-one. It was very, very strange. But um, yeah, well, I'll never forget this guy at my in my year. Um, my school's no longer there because it was um, Benny. It was it was on the val- the land was too valuable and it was a shit public school. And they were like, we just can't keep doing this, so they sold it. And Jeff went, right? Nah, let's. We don't need school. Well, I heard this, it on Josh Earl's pod. This was isn't Sydney, it? yeah, yeah. This was in Sydney, and the guy, the planning minister, sold it anyway. That's a topic for another day. But um, uh, well, yeah. Anyway, so I'll never forget in the year twelve school photo. So I'm standing at the front with all the tall, all the Serbians, essentially, all the tall kids, yeah. and me and me and three blokes called Alex, quite literally. Um, and and so then me and the Alexes are standing there, and then this guy Danny, who was very very funny, just like you know those guys who are naturally funny. Oh, yeah. If they'd gone on to do it, you were like, you know, I wasn't that funny. No one. If I've had people from high school message me, I'll never forget this girl that I was in love with message me like years later and said, oh. Hey, you know, I'm, uh, congratulations! I'll never forget the wording she said. Um, congratulations on on making a great career um, out of being the way you are. Wow! <laughs> you meant it as a compliment, but yeah. it is true. You didn't, yeah. You, you, you I wasn't were... funny, and but this kid, this kid was a genius. Every single day, something new. And are you still standing... in touch with that kid? No, but and I I, I check up on him through my school friends yeah. every now and again. Just does his thing. He's a trader. He's living his life, having a great time. Anyway, he's killing it on brown well, cardigan, probably. <laughs> yeah, he's just nailing it. Just nailing it. We're, me and the Alexes are standing there, and he walks over, and he's probably five foot seven, something like that. Very, very short. And the teacher who's running the school thing goes, "His name's Danny." I'm like Danny, this is for the tall kids at the front. Go stand at the back. He goes, "No, no, no. I'm meant to be here." Teacher goes, Danny, it's for the tallest kids, the front. Can you please go? And he goes, no, 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 but sir, I'm the tallest lying down. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Eruption from all the other kids. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I remember it to this day. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my, the level of humor that he was working on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always fascinated. I keep in touch with those. There's one, one guy and one of my mates still now. He's killing it on WhatsApp. Like we, we barely see him, but now he's seriously like he's the funniest guy. Really? You can't yeah. even then like everything he sends you are like it's original, it's funny, and he's but he's the one I can never have at a comedy gig because he just can't handle it. He's never he's never had the courage to oh, then go on stage really? and have a go. So it's, oh. it's, does he heckle you? No, 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 no. But because he, my he doesn't my enjoy it. My theory with heckles is that the hecklers are is they're what I would have been if I never left accounting. 
because it is the fun, like sort of the the person in the group that is all yeah. usually considered the funny person, and all of a sudden their position is being threatened by this <sighs> professional on stage, and that neediness that I have, and you know, I found an outlet to get rid of it. Oh, you yeah. know, I just feel like that's what makes people go fuck you or whatever. Hecklers, just, man. Yeah. Hecklers are just. I don't know how you guys do it. Yep. I just. You, well, you do live pods, but they're I guess they're all built-in fans of yours already. When who show up to you it? You wouldn't get it with the improv too when I did it. And like, also, they're just not. And also, you yeah. put yourself next to Ash Williams, which is your perfect punching bag. So you've, you've got two buffers really leading. You've got the audience well, and, and then Ash and then you. Well, well, that's the thing about Ash. The thing about Ash is, you know, Tony describes him so well. He's like, he's like a guy in a, a stream and he's digging his hands in the stream and he's panning for gold and he's picking up handfuls of pure gold and, it's, and, and people are watching as it slips through his fingers and he grabs some of it, but then some of it leaves. <laughs> some of the situation, like, you know, we look, as comedians, we look for things in our own life to try and exploit. Right. He's got more shit that happens to him than anyone I've ever met, but he he hasn't he the way he crafts it, it's it sort of has to be the way he does it is yeah. in order to keep him insane. Because if he right. got if he had like Seinfeld's level of of like Wordsmith, yeah. yeah. Of word, it wouldn't be as fun, you know. Yeah. Um, and when you used to mention someone naturally funny, he was the person that kind of popped in my mind because ridiculous. because I'm still not sure if he realizes or maybe he's realizing more just how funny he is. But some of the things that he says so naturally, like I remember when I first started comedy back in 2010 or 2011 when I met him, yeah. he had just. I think he'd done two gigs and decided, you know, he's going to put on a show. Yeah. And, you know, booked out the comics lounge or something ridiculous, yeah. like 400 seater, even though he's done two gigs. And then he was telling me at this open mic we were at, he goes, yeah, I, uh, I put it out there. And then, you know, I launched it. And like two days later, there's been no tickets sold. So I called up Ticketmaster and said that the system's broken. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then I booked one myself and it went through. And I realized, oh, fuck, no one's bought tickets. But I, <laughs> the, the confidence of him just not assuming that no one's That's bought tickets, he's like, what? It's got to be broken. Oh, it's got to be ticket tech, you know. <laughs> but, but you're right. It's that lifestyle, like especially like, and I'll be curious about this. If it's like he doesn't have kids, like I played, I played squash with Ash, like you know, last year in Sydney mm. when I was working there, and he picked me up in his BMW four wheel drive, mm. and I walk in, and the whole car smells of petrol, and I was like, "What are mm. you, what are you doing, mate?" And it's like, "I've got a, ta- I've got a ga- like a tank of petrol in the car." And he had a jerry can in the back seat with a seatbelt yeah. on it. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, well, you never know when you're going to run out of petrol. And I was like, yep. that's what the gauge is. On the, that what, like, where? I, so many questions, not enough time. We have to play squash. Yeah. But, yeah. like, I was just you like. You just got to let him go. You just got to let, let some zip past you. It's like, you know, you got to let some zip past and then keep moving. We could, uh, we could end up talking about Ash all the episode. Let's not uh. go there. But this has been, remember at the top of the episode, I said someone I wanted to bring on this podcast, yeah. Ed Cavalier, for a long time, right? And roughly, do you remember when our first podcast went out, Benny? Back uh, in two and a half years, yep. Yeah, so it was around March, right? I think it was like early March. On the 12th of March, 2018, right? So the podcast, maybe one or two eps have gone out at this point. I get a text from my mate, Ed Cavalier. And I'm just going to read this text out to you, Benny. Hey, Dale, I'm listening to your pod. Good fun. If you want to win, here's your breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Grilled cheese. And some of these will resonate with you, Ben. Grilled chicken or beef, avocado and sauerkraut. The secret ingredient. That's it. Every day, carbs at lunch, none at dinner. Training, weights, not running. I mean, 
Really, except for the weights and the running part, I think I pretty much that there was a two week pocket where I lost ten point four kilos that was and took the victory home. And the the food I ate was literally what what Ed Cavalier said. Disturbing. And did you take a percentage <laughs> from that, Ed? <laughs> no, I didn't. But you know when you hear your own words back, like is that's how I sound, isn't it? It's just facts. And that's it. Yeah, well, there was, that, yeah. there was heart. There was a lot of heart in it going on. Oh, yeah, there's heart in it, but it's, it's heart wrapped in facts. Yeah, it, 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 the, the quickest possible, the least amount of fat on yeah. the words. How do you, how yeah. do you yeah. want to win this? How do you, how do you want to win this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, now, Ed, yes, can, we bre- can we break down some of that thing? So because, sure. because we love doing the minutiae of this. So yeah. sauerkraut has been a game changer for me. I reckon yeah. I have it. Pretty much every meal I kick off the day with some sauerkraut. It comes yep. in various forms, whether it's kimchi yep. or whatever. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been, so wearing, you've was... been wearing lederhosen. You know, you've really, you've really, <laughs> really embraced <laughs> it. Commit to it. Right, What is the the thinking behind? What's the health stock behind sauerkraut? So it just has a. It's got a sort of an alkaline effect on the body, but also it. it, it what do you mean it, by alkaline? Sorry. Oh, Oh, that's annoying. I don't want to get too... No. So, look. Okay, let's go... Shortest possible route is mm. basically it's doing a job of a lot of vegetables quickly and because of the vinaigrette, the apple cidery vinegar or whatever it is that they yeah. use with it, it's helping to um, help your body move itself along in terms of processing food. And if you combine it with the protein and, and the fat, it's just... A, and with your training as well, right. your body's saying... Hey, look! I'll get rid. I'll drop this fat if you want me to, but you're going to have to do it. In what are we going to do instead? And so you're giving it. Okay, look, you're giving it the vegetables. You're giving it good fats, and then you're giving it protein, and you're giving it in a way that's not uh, starchy. Yeah. Or it, you're doing it in a way that's promoting your body to keep moving. It goes sweet. Can do. Let's build some muscle and and, and burn right. some fat. Because the best way to describe the body is as a wet machine. So it only knows what you tell it. And the sauerkraut in that way tells it. Now, look, there is some people say yes, yeah, some people say no, but all I know is that it has, it get, it does, it gets good results. Yeah. It's palatable, and you mm. can do it for a while. Mm. It is palatable. That's I reckon that's a key one. That's, it's palatable, and, yes. and, and there's many that aren't. And I <laughs> no, think that's there's so also true. some some evidence. I think I've been looking up about it, which is about the the gut. Uh, and the intestine, especially if you're a big yes. bloke, if you're like yes. 125 kilos like we were, our gut bacteria balance is all off. That's what I mean about a wet machine. Your body's engine hasn't had the turn. It's sort of been running, running, but running in a slightly old way, whereas this is partly well, going. Running is go. a good word because that's <laughs> what I was dealing with three times a day for about 25 years. Yeah, exactly. So then it goes, boom, now we're good. We right. can, we can, we can. We'll do this the way you like. So it's almost kind of keto-ish, that particular one. Sort of, but yeah. yeah, And it's more just, it's always just, you know, giving your body good energy, but doing it in a way that's sustainable and not just maddening and and juice cleansy. As you said, Benny, it's... It's 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 doable, but it's sustainable. And it's giving you and it's giving you that energy. I feel, I reckon I exactly. I reckon I use that word oh, at least uh, at least twenty times a day when the kids like oh, I'm not eating it. I'm not eating it. I was like Tayo, if you just eat your capsicum, it gives you good energy. And he's like good energy to run. I was like bingo. And then it's gone in two seconds, and off he smart. goes. And I was like, yeah, where, where was that? That's where was good. that messaging <laughs> from <laughs> from my <laughs> parents when it was just like if you don't eat, if you don't eat your dinner, there's a kid in Africa that dies and I remember thinking yeah. oh god and but also like logistically it made sense but the guilt was already there that I just started eating 
so yeah. <laughs> yeah. And look at you now. You fed the whole of Africa. Yeah, I was just like, oh. so, um, what is, um, uh, uh, I mean, kids is a good place. I, I wanted to talk to you about this at some point, Ed, because a lot of people out there with their families for the first time in lockdown, uh, and it's become hard to have a routine or anything. Like there's so many things that, but you and your wife, uh, if people don't know, Tiff Hall, who, uh, yeah, TiffXO.com. Yeah. yeah. For, former gladiator, all that. So fitness yep. is part of your family's kind of, you know, ethos yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. you want to yeah, call yeah. it. How has it been? Is, has there been any change at all for you guys with the, with since lockdown? Everyone knows that when, the, when everyone's going through these lockdowns, motivation is hard because mentally there's a, there's a, we all just feel down because there are restrictions on what we can do. Like it, it, it just is. And that mm. just has an effect on everyone's mental health. So snacking goes up. <sighs> and one, here's a really simple tip from my wife, tiffxo.com, uh, if you want to get fit and get, you know, have all the great food that we eat. Mm. Lemon water, bang out a liter. If you can, bang out a liter and a half a day. Every time you feel snacky, just have it with you and have a few sips. You'll still have some snacks yeah. and have a, have a few and have half a glass before you eat. It just puts off that front of mind thing of have a snack. If I just have a snack, how boring is life? Have a snack. Mm. It's just a little, it's a, it's a, it's a short, it's a circuit breaker. Yeah. Right. It's a circuit breaker. And I think, and that I have found has been very, very helpful. Because I'm like anyone else. I don't want to, you know, you get, mm, I'm just going to have a such and such. Or, oh, I'm mm. just going to eat this or just that. This is a tiny circuit breaker. And it also makes you eat less. Yeah. yeah. But not in a crazy, I'm only going to have water away. It just takes the edge <laughs> off that. It just takes the edge off that. I mean, I've, I've got it here right now. A little bit of there lemon, a little bit of soda water in my soda stream. Uh, what's also good, it's also good uh, for washing down biscuits. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you've got little chunk chips uh, in, in your tea. <laughs> and then you just uh, wash it down. That's but, great. Uh, I, I agree, Ed. But how, how have you gone with the uh, with the co-parenting at, at home in lockdown? How's, how's, how's it going? Uh, look, it is, as you know, a minute by minute situation. <laughs> so you can play tip. My son is two, almost three. You can play an hour and a half of Duplo and think I'm done, but you're not <laughs> no, you're because not. you're not done. Yeah. And so if the wife Tiff's got something else she needs to do for a business or if she's, you know, wants to do something else or whatever, you're, you're still on, you're, still you're on. on until you're not on. But having said that, you, you know, you've got one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you, I got one. So you can handball. There's the there handball. Are, exactly. There are folks like yourself with more than one. So I cannot speak because, you know, they're the real heroes. Every day when we do our meeting, because Hughie's at his house, he'll finish the meeting and he'll go, this is my 10 minutes where they're not here. <laughs> and then you'll just hear the door open and blah, 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 like noises and he goes, and they're back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, Cause I'm expecting any minute now. So my partner, I said, look, you, you've got an hour to do your podcast. Yeah. But I'm waiting any minute now because to get through the laundry is the toilet behind me right here. So I'm expecting ah. again, I know exactly that at two o'clock <laughs> it's shit time and they're away. Yes. <laughs> So I know that perfectly well that Teo is going to come running through here wanting to lay a massive cable. Now, whether he makes it before yes. the end of this podcast or afterward, I know it's coming. Like, I know it's coming. I'm fine. Like I'm fine with that. It's, it's, I'm it's just hilarious. And also, like, I'm feeding him every day. I'm doing all the cooking. I'm doing all the lunch. Yes. And so I've prepared yes. for the lunch. And, and he, this is this – is, 
I'm not saying I'm building up resentment because I love my kids. But then this is the thought process. I was like, oh, well, I guess Maya's got, like, I'm looking after the kids. I'm wiping all the asses. I'm cleaning all the shit. Like, he's yeah. just out of nappies. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a heavy protein lunch. I reckon yeah, it's time yeah, yeah, yeah. for mum to wipe, just wipe a big shit off the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let her have it. And it's Let going to backfire because it's going to land on me anyway. So yeah, you're gonna, you're, it's coming your way, mate. So I was like, I know. Oh, God bless him. You're using your children as little ticking time bombs. Oh, mate, but it's also like, because I'm, I'm so obsessed with like, even though we like smoothies and just because, you know, now like, you know, bowels and shits. But when when you look at your son, maybe because it's lockdown and we're lost to it, my son's like, Daddy, 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 Daddy. I was like, what? He goes, I did the perfect poo. And I was like, went and, yeah. went, went and checked it out. I was like, mate, this is, this is, he goes. <laughs> and we just, I was like, I don't even have to wipe. He's like, how good is this? We're just walking around going, how See, poo. see, if we've achieved nothing else in lockdown, <laughs> if we've achieved nothing else, yeah. you what? know. So, With the funny world, yeah, Cavalry, you're 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 a, you're a built unit, like you're, I mean, close to shredded, pretty much, if not shredded, uh, and you've been consistently in good nick. Do you have a? I mean, weight training is obviously a big part of your uh, routine, but what about in terms of food? Because I want to eventually talk about binging, because I know you love the topic as well as much as we do. But before yeah. we get to that, what is your more balanced kind of when you have a more balanced uh, approach to it? What does it sort of resemble look you just gotta look for me i gotta remember that i am a i'm someone who can you know the day i quit drinking i decided on the spot i wasn't going to drink and i never touched it again well, how old are you like, then how was uh, when is that 24 oh, okay um, and was there right. anything can be i mean both ben and i yeah i just got kind of one i can't I, I if i have one i have to have a thousand right. and so it's very similar to us yeah exactly. i could see it coming and i was like no and so i have that ability in my head i have that I don't know what it is, but some everyone, we all have it, I guess. I just mm. have the ability to go, that's it. Right. And so when I go, when I was at decided... Can you switch that, it on or is it something that you build up to and then switch it on? No, no. I can go from like, you know, in, and we all have this. I'm sure we do, but I can, I don't know, if it's something that... So if you, if you go... Uh, I'm, play, I'm, okay, I'm, you know what? Yeah, FIFA, FIFA. PlayStation FIFA. I love FIFA on PlayStation. I love it. I always have. I've owned every version of it. I've, I love it. I love video games. I love playing video games. But I just one day said... I just went... I had the controller and I went, all right, well, that's that. I put it down. That was it. And wow. so... But I don't know why, but it means that... It just means that I can... Eating the same things every day for me is... Eh, do I care? Right. Like I just don't care. So I will not that I don't care, but I like. You can tap into that thing where it's just like this is now fuel. That's all. It yeah. is. This is not or, a yeah bringer of joy. Like it, you know, you're not. No. You're not, yeah. And that's that is a fault because there are people who who, my friend Ash London, the, the fantastic broadcaster, she's able to sort of do both. London is right into food and has beautiful meals and does those things and then can go, all right, now I'm going to be good for a while and do da, 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 da. Yeah. Do you know? And right. I think that's better. I think it's a much more balanced way of looking at things and doing it. So for me, it's like I can eat just eat the same thing every day until the end of time. Couldn't care less. Yeah. Right. But for folks who aren't me, I think it's about taking out some things that isn't really giving you that much joy anyway. 
you know, is the, <laughs> What's a temporary, it, like, it feels... Yeah, is it... Is uh, it, it has been you know, for me, at least it was for like 30 years. So to transition out of it, it was a slow process, which is why the cheat day I've said many times That's on this fine. podcast just gave me that monster. Whereas mm. now I don't think I've had a big, big cheat day in maybe a month and a half or so because I'm gradually moving away from. So treat day is a better word. So yeah. there's a, there's a, because also you can get a point in your fitness where your body goes, <laughs> this is fine. We're not doing anything. And you do need to jumpstart it and do have something, oh. you know. Yeah, have something yummy. And I'll, have, so, I'll have fried chicken, chocolate pasta, whatever. But I'm just so wow. like, but I'm just letting it kind of ease out, as opposed to as literally the biggest change is I stop when I'm full now, which I didn't do maybe a year ago. Even though I'd lost a lot of weight, that mentality was yeah. still: if I keep eating till I feel like shit, I'll be safe. I'll yeah, be, you know, good. I'll make yeah, grandma proud because look yeah, how much yeah, food yeah. I put in my system, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah, now yeah. I'm like, no, no, you can have that. Have some ice cream. Fuck it. But you, do you want any more? No, nah, then stop. That's good. And I don't, that's taken a while. But so with you as well. So now there's no real necessary. You just have a good idea to, of your balances of your, you know, your, your proteins and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But I've spent too long thinking about it. you got to remember that the cost that you pay is that you spend too long thinking about it. Look, I am very lucky that my wife has done all this, all the work. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's easy for me to say to Tiff, hey, like dairy, I seem to have, I haven't had it for so long that if I have it, I, it upsets my stomach. I said, oh, And she's like, oh, yeah, well, that's probably just, you know, maybe just trade lactose-free yogurt. So I had some lactose-free yogurt and it didn't happen. And so right. I'm lucky. I got a resource. Yeah. You know, I've got, yeah. a, I've got a resource in, in front of me that I use. But having said that, you know, I enjoy that physica- physicality of of the tra- of training because you know it's like boys, we're in our heads all day. Our heads are our work, and if you don't do both, I love all those. Oh, you know the old Greeks, the statues of all Socrates, and they're all ripped, or like <laughs> Plato, they're all massive and they're all ripped, yeah. and it's an exaggeration. But they did do. They'd have a think, then they'd have a little nap. And then they go lift heavy rocks. Is that right? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, they were quite. They were quite. They would to get the act to get the to kind of get the vibe out. Yeah. They're going to get that. I mean, every, get every, head everyone's complaining. Going, mate, just put some shorts on. We don't want to see you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, come on, mate. Like, yeah, come on, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I heard an interview with Schwarzenegger recently, who said he did uh, transcendental meditation for a year, and it was beneficial, and it got him out of his head and all that. But afterwards, he realized the principle of it, and he just started using that mentality when he worked out so he did like meditation for a year and has had a lifetime of benefit from it because he realizes that when he's in the gym as long as he's focused on you know if he's doing a bicep curl he's focused on that bicep and he's very much just in that moment and focusing that's his form of release and and mindfulness yeah he there there are so many good arnold schwarzenegger stories that i'm sure that's a whole the whole other podcast but you know the thing that's odd at the moment is he's on that game changes thing. He's the big vegan now. And I know we all develop over time, but one of the best stories in his book is that when he was in the Austrian army, um, he went and wins the bodybuilding competition across the, no, no, the smaller one before, I think it's the one before that. And he comes back and they're kind of happy with him that he's done it. And so then he gets a job in the kitchen where he can quote, eat as much meat as he wants. (laughs) So in the book, he credits meat with his physique. And now that he's working with the vegans and his game changer, he couldn't disavow meat if he more, if he tried, but that's just, you know, yeah. that's just Arnie being Arnie. He and that's sort of he's he's one of the best in the moment people you'll ever see in your whole life. 
Yeah. It, I tell you what's I tell you what's an incredible thing to watch is if you so the first thing I ever watched on YouTube was a thing called Little Superstar, which was a clip from a Bollywood film. I know, I know, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Angus Sampson showed me. He said, right. Do you know and it was in the office of Get This? It's a great question to ask people. Do you remember the first thing you ever watched on YouTube? Do you guys remember the first thing you ever watched on YouTube? What's yours, Benny? So mine was a a a uh, Dutch a Dutch presenter on television who uh, was talking to people with operations that have gone wrong. And uh, and then he speaks to one person, and it's a guy who actually had a testicle removed, and his voice went yes. really high, and the Dutch reporter can't stop laughing. Yeah, is yes. that now? I've seen is that, that video. I've loved it. I'm sure it's fake, right? I, I I don't know, but I just remember watching it at the time, and I thought it was real. I thought and I was just I just Man. crying because I speak Dutch as well, yeah. so I was like, how can I how can I have not seen this? And I just cry. that was my first it, one. I, I love it. Why wouldn't you open with the fact you speak Dutch? You're he lucky said, that you said something at the top in the intro, didn't you say something? Yeah, I, no, heard I, I that, did but... Italian because I'm teaching my kids Italian. Italian because they go to. Do a you speak bi- Italian as well? No, my kids go to a bilingual school, so I have no freaking choice. <laughs> he speaks Japanese though as well. So... You speak Japanese? No, I, I did Japanese at school. Like I, I yeah. I... So, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, what, so you speak Dutch? So I was born in Holland, so I speak Dutch. Which 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 t- city? Uh, Utrecht. Which is just yeah. So FC Utrecht. So do you support? Uh, no, FC? I support Ajax. So uh, whoa, yeah, I know, I know. But that's be- I actually that's because of Dennis yeah. Bergkamp and Overmark. So that- we all like Dennis Bergkamp. So, that's fine, so, but still, I grew up. Um, wait, 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 wait. I actually think I need the Utrecht. I think it's the away that I can't get hold of. We'll talk off air because um. <laughs> yeah. So but, but any, to but, run off the YouTube thing, my first ever YouTube oh, yeah. clip was uh, a behind the scenes doco about Milli Vanilli. So you know, we, oh, the behind the music one. I think it was called behind the music or whatever. Yeah, where they about, admit that they that it was the producer. Yeah, and you see the actual f- f- footage yeah. of the stage show where Girl, you know it's true gets caught on a loop and he yes. just runs off stage, and that was where it all comes undone. That's and, worth rewatching. That's great. Yeah, it was tr- it's actually quite sad because these poor kids. They were just these two German good-looking kids that were plucked out, and then they they only thought it was meant to be one song, and it became a Grammy award-winning song, and they fucked their life two for date. They, I mean, I think one of them ended up dying from drug overdose and oh, stuff. God. But anyway, that was the first ever clip I watched. Um, wow. But, but the second about, thing yeah. is that when I finished, guys, when we're like, this is unbelievable, then Angus goes, yeah, yeah, watch this. And it's still up there, and it's called Arnold in Rio. And it's for some reason in the 80s or late 70s, they would send Arnold Schwarzenegger on film to, and he goes to Carnavale in Rio. <laughs> and it, they should retitle it me too in the sun yeah. because <laughs> things that Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, does wow. and says but he just can't be touched you can eat yeah. he just has no he could not care less he has no awareness of what he's just doing what Arnold does and he's just gonna keep on moving it is unbelievable viewing it's still on there Oh that's wow! Amazing. All right, that's amazing. That's yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, we are we are getting towards the tail end, uh, but uh, uh, one of the things we always love talking about, uh, a bit more sincerely on the pod, is around um, you know, uh, de-stressing, balancing mental and physical, and all of that stuff. Have you got a between the radio between? Have you been paying attention between being a Do father? You, Father, of course, yeah. Do you have, have you figured out a routine for yourself to wind down? Is it the was a ripper? I'd say, oh, well, the gym, but I'll tell yeah. you what's a really good in the moment one, a really, really good one that I found very, very helpful mm. is 
you go, right, if something starts to well, you know, you start you start to get annoyed or whatever it is, right? Yeah, like today. You just yeah, <laughs> take a breath, take a breath, and you go, right, what is my actual problem right now? Hmm. What is the actual problem right now? Not all the other things that are worrying me about other things. Right now, what is my actual problem? And it's I found that very, very, very helpful. Can in, you give an example that you're comfortable sharing? Yeah, yeah. So if you go like, let's say you got work stuff up in the air. Everyone's got work stuff that's up in the air at the moment, yeah. right? Hmm. And if you're working around, you're thinking about it, you're this, you're that, then you go downstairs and maybe Arnie, my son, has a, goes or cranks it because they won't. Not the creep in Rio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes, right. Maybe Arnold goes nuts because he can't get some piece of Duplo or something, right? Right. And you can, if you're not paying attention, what you can do is take that other things that are going on and you're not in the moment with him there and you could be, you know, not yell at him, but you could be less. You definitely yell at him. Yep. Yeah, but, yeah, sorry, less <laughs> present. You know, but if you go, right, what's my problem right now? My problem right, right now is that he wants that piece of Duplo that I think, do I know where it is? Yeah. I might. Right, let's go look for it. Okay, we can find the Duplo. Then I can worry about the other thing later on if I want. But right now, that's not the issue. Yeah. The issue wow, is what's right right, It's a good one. Right, a good right. one. I have a similar one. I was like, whatever you're thinking and you're worrying about, does it help right now? Exactly. It's same, similar. Does it help right now? Like I just had it just yeah. before. Where I was like, I've been offered a gig and I'm like, it's on a day where I've got both kids, which is pretty much every day except for one. I'm like, I'm already just so angry being offered work and I was like does this help right now it doesn't yep. it doesn't it doesn't no. help at all like no. it's not going to achieve anything so anyway straight wow. into the cupboard yeah. for some I got one more <laughs> I got here yeah, I got one more I got one more which is a work Please. one yes. this is the one that I think I might have stolen but I don't know from where from so I'm claiming it um, and it's called an inventory and it was one I used to do that I forgot about that I'm now back doing if anyone who's in our industry, and I'm assuming a lot of people are, or something like that, and you're thinking to yourself, I'd like to do X, but I can't, take a step back, get a piece of paper or get a phone or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and take an inventory of all of the things that you have of, actually have available to you, technical, creative people, and see how many of the things that you've actually already got access to that could help you, even if it was a tiny thing, to get you closer to whatever that thing is. Oh, that's because right. what, we're, what we've forgotten, what we've forgotten, as we all place ourselves in the hierarchies, the imaginary hierarchies, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> is you're forgetting the things that you can, you've got around you that could be of use. And I, I remember doing it years ago and got a film out of it and sent, not forgot, but semi didn't think. And then I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. That, that really does help and slash yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, like that's that. actually incredible. That's great advice. No matter what, I think depending on whatever industry you're in, there's always going to be those people that do a particular thing that is, you know, quite niche or whatever in your industry that, that you can call up and get help with. That's the other thing it does. It makes you go, do you know what? And, and look, everyone understands, you know, someone reaches out semi out of the blue it's always like, oh, nice. It, 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 you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to do, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Well, I, I, awesome. I had this one as well because I quit drinking three years ago, Ed, and mm. and I then became full time comedian maybe a year before that. So there was a big crew of drinking mates that I would usually meet after a gig. So I'd be on it and then meet with them later, and I just hadn't seen them. And it's not mm. till lockdown 
where we're all playing poker because they've got nothing else to do. And it's 25 of us on Zoom playing poker every Saturday night. I'm watching them drink. I don't have to drink. I couldn't believe I've connected with more people, old See, friends, in lockdown than I have that's before. Great. So it's so weird. That's great news. See, that's great news. So it's just such a weird, weird place. And Zoom is the perfect example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Zoom has become a, a default for work, relationships, everything. Yeah. But that's just people going, I can't go out. What do I have? Oh, I have Zoom. That's yeah. just a piece of inventory. Yeah. Zoom is just a piece of inventory that the we sh- have. The stocks in Zoom must have just... Uh, well, don't worry. Hughesy's involved. He's excited. Hughesy <laughs> <laughs> um, probably went to, to the Chinese up. one. He probably picked the wrong one and really beating himself. <laughs> I, should, I should ask him. <laughs> hey, uh, we don't. We have to wrap up, Benny. The oh, little no. last thing that I have on my uh, list to ask um, Ed about is, is, is about his epic buffet stories like we uh, i think we won the dum dum club podcast together when you first revealed this to me and it has it changed the game for me in terms of buffet and it wouldn't be fit bet if we don't talk about binging Um, so please tell our listeners first of all the the stats about the 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 how to do a buffet yeah how to do a buffet very very quickly credentials i've been kicked (laughs) out of two uh, three buffets in my life for overeating. So I'm already, I'm fully credentialed. I've been kicked it, out of a casino. Yeah, right. I've been kicked out of, in fact, my mate who I used to buffet with when we were kids, we're still mates. He just sent me last night. He's at a, um, he lives in Europe and he's able to go on holiday. I love that you turn buffet into a verb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <man. laughs> I buffet. Do you buffet? We do a buffet. And he sent me a video of the buffet that he's got at this at this hotel, and I was pretty fired up. Here we go. Very, very simple. A, don't eat anything that is a quote, and I've got to credit my friend Simon for this from back in the day. He quoted, he coined this term, non-delicious filler. Uh, bread, um, pasta that's got no sauce on it. Yeah. Any simple carb that is there, they want you to eat it. That's why they put the bread down to try and fill you up. Don't fall for right. it. Whatever you do, do not drink water or particularly sparkling water when you first sit down have a little bit to wet the appetite but it's trying to fill you up this so you got to remember that this is goes ever against all my principles this is about trying to get the most food right so always start with the things you want most don't work up to them work away from them so whatever it is that you want most and you covet most go and get it but only get the smallest viable uh, amount of it yeah so if you're silly for pizza I mean, it's got to be a carbon yeah. or whatever, but let's say that you're silly for fish. Go and eat the fish first. Eat the beef first. But don't eat a whole big steak. Just eat a little, get a little something, right? Then work your way. So once you've done that, you'll be like, okay, now I've had the things I really want. You can see what you feel like in the middle section, yeah. which is where you can get a bit freaky deeks. You can introduce a little bit of pasta. You get into your uh, more exotics. Like this is where you might try something. If it's one of those international ones, you yeah. go for something you might not have had before. Right. And by the time you finish that, you'll have had you know, enough plates. There's a knock on the door. Whose knock was that? Is that yours, Ben? No, no, no. That's the window nearly falling out of the laundry. Oh, oh, okay, good. right. I thought someone needs to take a shit. That's great. What <laughs> a great way to end about it. the buffet. But yeah, go on. And then, then you will be at dessert, and then you've got to have a coffee before dessert. Oh, tell me. What do you mean? You've got to have a coffee before get dessert. because Black? Yeah, oh, yeah, gotcha. Either get it out or force your body into, oh, okay, I guess we're going to start having to chew through some of this stuff. And then just it just your body will just go, all right, fine then. 
I guess we're having dessert. And then boom, she have, yeah, get your dessert. Yeah. See, I, New Year's Eve 2018, 2019, uh, I started with dessert and melted everyone's brain. Like a heroin addict. Because also there was no cue. Because who's yeah, going to, the book buffet has been open. And I went, <laughs> and so I got a little bit of everything, as you said, you know, minimal viable. And then, then went through that. And I knew now how I wanted to close. Like in comedy, you always want to close strong. So I knew what my closers were. Huge. And so I made sure that I had that room for those closers. That's because huge. why waste? Because by the time you go to dessert at the end, you will, you've kind of wasted a few bites on things. And you can't really appreciate what was, what was going to hold up at the end of it. That's right. The, uh, the only yeah. hack I have is when I have the breakfast buffets, my drink is just Cocoa Pops in a mug. So, <laughs> so I'm just drinking. <laughs> I'm just drinking. Dude, but, that and, is like, but I love it because buffeting doesn't exist anymore. Sick. So let's just, let's just enjoy yeah, it. Well, it does You're in right. Europe, mate. In um, Europe, they're back on it. Oh, really? and, Ed, you, you put me onto the greatest YouTube clip one of the greatest oh. YouTube clips ever. You know what I'm about to say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please tell me. This is people. a must watch. All right, everyone. All you have to do is <laughs> type in cruise ship buffet prawns. <laughs> You'll be good. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a great piece to I, leave it on. Yeah. I, 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 did, I did a cruise ship just before lockdown. And I and my only cruise ship joke I came up with, and this is because I saw I, it was I saw a guy with a full plate of bacon, and it looked like he was going back to his table to reassemble a pig. And I was like, I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the cruise I nearly joined you on. Remember, I, know, I tried really hard. That I know. That, so I, I were trying to. Literally, both of us were trying to make it work so we we're on a cruise ship together, so that Love we could to eat together. Oh, uh, mate, uh, Ed Cavalli, thank you so much, buddy, for, for, for doing this. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, amazing that. I, I really can't wait to try that thing about the inventory. That's something that I genuinely, you know, to use yeah. the word game changer. <laughs> I reckon that definitely feels like something that can be transferable across the I board. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, look, it's it's not stolen, but it is. It was re-inspired by Jason Blum from Blumhouse. You know, the guy that made no. Get Out, yeah. um, The Purge. Oh, okay. Basically, right. every commercial horror film of the last fifteen years he made, um, and I was reminded of an interview I heard with him where his office um, for the first five years of his or first few years of his company was just a Winnebago that he drove around LA. That's brilliant. So, wow. Yeah. That's He's like, what's the problem with LA? Driving. Meetings. What can I get? A Winnebago. And do people care where I'm calling from? I'm calling from Blumhouse Productions. No, they don't. So, so that... Good. Yeah, that's brilliant. I didn't know that. that. One, I love that. Yeah, it's one of the great. It's one of the great pieces of manoeuvring. I just love yeah, that. Um, uh, Ed, what do you want to? I mean, obviously, uh, plugs wise, we got some podcast fans uh, overseas yeah, yeah, that yeah. might not know you're the pods that you might be doing. Uh, team effort, um, which is um, comes out whenever we can assemble, um, and then uh, a, a Ross No. I, I'm a sort of a I help Ross with Ross Noble podcast where he and I discuss. Um, film clips and we're trying to do Shania Twain's that in don't impress me much but because it's Ross Noble we've tried 11 times and he gets distracted every single time fuck it out um, yeah. have you got to Brad Pitt yet that line yeah <laughs> <laughs> not, not no we haven't even started the start um, and those are a lot of, and then Hughes and Ed oh, and, you, yeah. and your podcast Ed like you had just to plug this because I just listened to it is the one with um with uh, Tommy Gleisner about um, yes thank god you're here that's a great one oh, yes. if anyone's as, oh, yeah. as nerdy as I am about television that's a great it's a great episode. Yeah, Tommy has some great stories. Um, so yeah, EKP, which is something that Dill's on the on the most recent one with Dill and I talking about money <laughs> on the Ed Cavalier podcast. But um, 
guys, you know, my inventory. My inventory was what have I got? I got Zoom, I got friends, and I got a microphone. What are we going to do exactly. with it? You know? Legend. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, Benny, for us, uh, we got patreon.com slash Fitbit pod. Yes. Uh, lovely, lovely uh, feedback. I uh, hope you're enjoying the bonus apps and stuff like that. Uh, ben, your Ben Lomas comic on Instagram. Yep. Uh, otherwise, Fitbit Pod on Instagram, and I'm Duruk J, and uh, my Amazon Prime special bundle of joy. Please check it out when you get a chance. Uh, but otherwise, Ed Cavalier, mate, thank you so much. Stay Any safe. Conscience. Stay shredded. Yeah, stay shredded. <laughs> I've never said, <laughs> never said that. We Did don't think we've had fun? a guest. We could have said that too, actually. <laughs> uh, All right. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.